You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. I'm your host, Jeff Paul, the human potato of comedy is what they call me. Isn't that great? Our guest is already laughing. Our guest today, fabulous comedian. Uh, she uh, She's on her way to the UK and we thought we'd pull her in here and get some dirt on her before uh, before she leaves. Kate Barron is here, everyone. Honk your horn. Fucking yell at somebody on the subway. I don't know where the fuck you listen to this thing. Anyway, Kate, yeah. hi, how hi. are you? Yes, yeah, let someone on the subway, yeah, that's yeah, what I yeah. want. Yeah, yeah, like, Kate's on the potato Throw an old lady down the <laughs> stairs. Do that. <laughs> Hello, welcome, welcome hi, to the Never Sleeps studio. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, yeah, you like our shark? It's, yeah, it's the biggest shark in anyone's bedroom I've ever seen. <laughs> this is uh, this is our day bed, too. If uh, if things get a little too rough for you here down at the Potato Files. That sounds get, aggressive. It, it it gets very aggressive. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. A shark above a day bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready. What could go wrong? <laughs> and a pop-up banner. Um. So when's the big move to the UK? March 5th. March 5th. Yeah, I'm excited. You, it's yeah? coming up very... It was it was sort of a long time in the making, but now it seems like it's coming very quickly. Why the UK? Um, to be able to be a working comic and get paid for it. Yeah, you can do that here. I do that here. I don't get paid enough. I keep a day job because exactly. So I mean, <laughs> I'm going to go over there with a day job. I'm still. I have like I have a job to go over there too. I'll still be working full time during the day. It'll be working remote, so I can tour while I'm doing it. Okay. But it's also the gigs over there. What's the um, day gig? The day gig is working for a comedy company. Okay. So it's working for a comedy company, and I'm doing their business development, selling their corporate stuff. Is this, you just mentioned Second City before we started rolling. Is, is yes. it Second City sending it's you It's not Second City. Oh, okay. It's a company called Hoopla Impro. Hoopla Impro. So they have like a, a theater training center, and then they do corporate like workshops and uh, programming and stuff. So like I'll be what doing What kind of that. comedy? Stand up? Uh, improv. Improv. Improv eh? and sketch, yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm kidding. My, my, yes, my, and please pay me. My wife is a lovely, lovely uh, former sketch performer. Um, she did sketch? She did sketch. Oh. She was in a Of course. She's friends with everyone at Second City. Yeah, yeah. She Well, she worked for Second City yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for a long time. I, I can't... I think nine years, maybe? I don't know. I don't well, know I the timeline. Well, I there, but I've never done improv ever. No, she was... Uh, she did sketch. I don't think she did improv, um, but, you know, wh- whatever. It's all the same bunch of losers. Uh, <laughs> 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 kidding. They're very, very valuable to the art of comedy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so believable. <laughs> well, how'd you get uh, working there? Um, I actually, I was, so I was uh, an art dealer. Hey, I knew you were an art dealer. Yeah. We're, we're so, going to crack that case open too. But. Yeah. So I was working in the arts and, which is actually very similar to working in comedy and you wouldn't think how they are so similar, but they really, really are. And, uh, then I started doing up, and then after doing up for, about a year, I decided, like, maybe I'll try something a little bit, like, get into it a little bit more with the day job. Mm-hmm. And then figured that it would be a good way to learn the back end of being a comic and running my own thing and uh, marketing myself as a comedian. Why not go and work for a company that does that and just learn from them? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, you started uh, late. You said you started at 32 doing comedy? 32, yeah. Yeah, so I started like three 30, years ago. I started three thirty one. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but got... don't you find like you have a better or you had a better voice? I had more to say, more but to I say. like I came in after a div- 
divorce, and I was just uh, just a wreck of a man. <laughs> Oof, and just you very, <laughs> very angry, and I just needed an outlet, and it was the perfect outlet. Just a um, screaming open micer. Yeah, yeah. I, I maybe. I don't know if I screamed at the beginning. I scream now. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm not a screamer. Well, maybe I am now, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. So you go to let's get let's uh, let's let's bring it right back to the beginning. Find out all sure. about you there, Kate. Yeah. Um. Born in Vancouver. Or you just raised there. Born in like suburb of Vancouver, okay. so New West, small town, like suburb of Vancouver, and then parents, you know, moved out to a different suburb of Vancouver, and then basically for all my 20s lived like right downtown Vancouver. Okay, and we're talking, I guess, if you started comedy three years ago, 32, 35 at this point? I am 35, So we're talking yeah. uh, mid-80s prices here? Yeah, 83. 83. So I'm turning 36, <laughs> oof, in uh, May 1st. Are you worried about that? No, actually, I don't give a shit. I'm not. I'm not like that. I'm not weird about age like yeah, that. I, I think it's only. Really I just want Botox, but other than that, I don't really. <laughs> I don't want like Catherine Ryan level Botox, but I want Botox. Did that? Did Baba Jewie's laugh feel really fake to you there? It no, felt it felt really. It fake. felt really nice. It felt good at first, and then he kept it going. He's like, ah, I've got done it too long. I liked it. It's uh, Alex Baba Jewie is what we call him. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> With a fake laugh. <laughs> I think he was just trying to. Uh, just trying to get it into the microphone. That's where <laughs> that's where it got weird. <laughs> He's the sound guy. He knows what's going on. Um, shit. We're, oh yeah, we're in Vancouver, 1983. 83. You yeah. Got, uh, I know you got a sister. She just got married. She did just get married. Have older, a younger. She's one year older than me. Okay. Uh, but everyone thinks we're twins because we <clears throat> basically look alike. Mm-hmm. And she's one year, and we were sort of raised like twins, like. Dress the same, given the same gifts every Christmas, that yeah. kind of stuff. And then a brother who's four years older than me. And okay. he still lives in Vancouver, and my parents still live in Vancouver. So you're the baby, eh? I'm the baby. Me too. Give me attention. Yeah, I'm, I'm the uh, youngest of three as well. Yeah. I <laughs> feel like the threes have it the best. Um, I guess. I don't know. I had Are my... you close with your siblings? Um, my, uh, my middle brother, we, uh, yeah, we, we, we keep in touch pretty good. Um, my oldest brother... Um, we haven't spoken in nine years. That is a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still see him at every family gathering, though. We just, uh, we just don't acknowledge the fact the other is in the room. Okay. His choices, though. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, whatever, man. You live your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's done this, too. <clears throat> um, everyone in my family except my brother. Does your brother have money or something? And then he's like, let me no. just keep him around. So I'll just... No, 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 no. We, we just haven't gotten on his shit list yet, I guess. Okay. I don't fucking know. The guy's, he's got mental problems. Anyway, we won't talk about him. <laughs> um, I'm super tight with my siblings. That's why I asked. Like, no, that's great. Man. Yeah, yeah. We're very, very close. Like, they're for sure. Like, my two, I know it sounds stupid, but my two best friends, for sure. Nice. Even yeah. the older brother? Yeah, like, yeah. Even with so... the, the divide there? No, he, he comes to Toronto every few weeks. He works for TELUS, and oh, he comes good. to Toronto every few weeks. He'll get a hotel to do work here for probably like a week at a time. And then I'll move into the hotel, and I'll just stay with him at the hotel and have slumber parties. And uh, my sister will come and spend a couple nights. And yes, yeah. we, we genuinely <clears throat> like each other. See, even if... Uh... My brother was coming to Toronto. We, I, we'd, we'd grab a few beers, but there'd be no slumber parties. No slumber parties? <laughs> no, no. My brother is 
very, very gay, so that helps. Ah. With the slumber parties and girl talk and all of that, but yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. just a couple of girls gabbing. Just eh? a couple of girls gabbing. That's what we like to do. I had a breakup once, and he came into town, and he came back into the hotel room with some ice cream. He's like, is this what we do? I don't know what we do. Should we just get in our jams and just like eat ice cream? I'm like, yeah, it's pretty does good. He got, does he got a man out in a van? He does have a man out in a van. He's and he engaged. Comes, he comes like every still... Well, how often? Do you like every, every few weeks, he's here usually for, for like work. a week, for a week or maybe even just a few days. And then okay. uh, his partner Dustin, he works for WestJet, so he's always kind of bopping around too. Uh, okay, so they're okay. they're a busy pair, just couple, couple on the go, just a couple on the go. Nice. I gotta I gotta get me a job at WestJet and get those free flights. Dude, we that did, is what's up. We did that show with Garrett Clark last week. Yeah, he flew in from Vancouver for, for like, a shitty gig. Oh, that was a terrible, terrible gig. gig. He flew in for like twenty bucks. But good for him. <laughs> Who cares? Whatever. Yeah, he's like, it's like taking a drive for me. I've actually been thinking about it a lot. I think flight attendant is the best job for a comedian because you can pick and choose your days as well that you're available. Yeah. You can travel everywhere. And go for to free. city to city. Like Hello. I, I, got, I got some dates set up in Calgary. I'm gonna. You just go. have to be a flight attendant and deal with people lots of stories lots of stories you get to be the asshole on the mic or whatever at the front of the plane (laughs) pretending you're a comedian i'm doing time up here yeah exactly your (laughs) seatbelts yeah eat your fucking peanuts i would love to see you (laughs) as a flight attendant (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't that be good i think um i think i'd fit in now i think like when like flight first began and like it was when they like, were just like thin blonde well, women and it was an event and they had to <laughs> yeah, be like yeah, polite yeah. and be like oh yeah. hello sir would you like yeah. this now they're just like fucking take this we got fucking other people on this flight yeah i could do that kind of flight attendant i saw a thing the other day that said the best part about being a flight attendant is being able to walk down the aisle look people in the eye and just say trash to their face <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah that'd be the only part that i like about it mm-hmm. i do like pooing in the air though that's always fun. nope not me i even deprive myself <laughs> of water when I'm flying, which I know is so bad for you, but I do. I'll like, I won't drink coffee on flights. I won't, I don't even like drinking alcohol on flights because anything that's going to make you have to use that shitty bathroom. I don't mind. No. I'll fast the night before. Really? Just because I want to have like a sleep filled flight and nothing else. I'm I'm stoned on all my flights. Like very high. Yeah. And I, I, I put on my sweatsito and I yeah. eat some edibles and I just sink into a chair and just watch shit on my uh, laptop and every now and again I'll, I have to go to the bathroom. I don't I can't remember the last time I actually did take a shit on a plane. Your yeah. body automatically knows when you're flying and yeah. like gives you the privilege of sometimes not having to deal with it. Just it's like we know your altitude. Bums you right up and doesn't allow it to happen. You ate a hundred bananas. But I I, uh, I I enjoy drinking on the flight. Yeah, I mean I, my if, whole thing yeah. is if it's going down then. I know we had let's, this let's conversation. Be up, eh? You're so nuts that you want to die in a plane. crash. I don't want to die in a plane crash. I think I've told four people what you I want to die in a plane crash. It would be an easy way to die. Well, you're not doing anything, so yeah, I guess. I think it's just you find out. You're like, guys, we're going down. You got no time to think about it. You got no. no but nothing. like, think the 10, 15 minutes of dropping sheer uh, picture. 10 or 15 what is, minutes. Yeah. What, what, what are we flying? You're thirty-five thousand feet. Yeah, <laughs> the <not>. space station. <laughs> you're not gonna. Maybe you are. Maybe you're gonna be an astronaut. And that's how you're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Could you see Jeff in, in a little astronaut costume? Maybe. Oh man. I don't know. And then you just I don't. There's like I I don't want to I don't want to die slowly. Well, no one wants to die slowly. I'd be more afraid of surviving the crash than yeah. the crash itself. Yeah. Well, I can't I, imagine. I'd love it, man. I've seen Lost. I know what goes on. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Go what happens. Same thing. Go hang out with a smoke yeah. monster. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Survivor Man's. Like, you're stuck. 
Yeah? Like, I don't want to. That's, like, my worst fear. You're, like, castaway or whatever, and you yeah. have to, like, fuck well, that, a volleyball or something. What right? do you think those people from that Malaysian airline is from four years ago? They exactly. were flying that plane? Exactly. Did they fly on that plane? No, no they, they no, never they did. Did crashed <laughs> like, yep. but I they like, still haven't found the plane probably just like disintegrated in the water exactly eventually. probably just like probably yeah. just under a big pile of plastic in the ocean <laughs> maybe they're on a little island having a party somewhere that'd be nice it's four season of lost over there right now that's yeah. when it gets real shit yeah it's a reality show now yeah exactly oh too funny um so what's like uh, like growing up what do your parents do uh my dad is a superintendent for a pulp mill so he grew up being like very blue collar. Like when we were younger, he did more of the like go up and work in a mining camp kind of stuff. He okay. grew up working in forestry. So he's a working man. Working man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like runs the mill now, but he still like definitely rolls up his sleeves and gets dirty and stuff yeah. like that. And my mom worked um, for the police like as a bookkeeper. Uh, receptionist, or I don't know what they're called. She, she like, still doesn't have my respect. Record <laughs> record keeper or something like that, where she would like type out the files, type out the police files uh, and stuff like that. So they both both were workers, yeah. I don't like police. My, ex, my ex-wife was a police officer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems having a little, very having a little anti fun with jeff Oh, yeah, yeah. It was. A, have you ever talked about that on stage? I, I'm trying to like work out. I've got a, So you literally fucked the police. I did. <laughs> but the police were fucking each other, too. So. Fair. Okay. I, was, I, was, I was playing third wheel. Oh, fuck. Um, but I, I, I'm trying to work out a story. I've got, like, it's an amazing story, but I don't know how to tell it on stage because it's not really funny. It's just me breaking the law huge. Yeah. I stole my wife's badge to find this guy. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like I, I made my own picture card and the badge and, like, just went, Good like, for you. oh, yeah, went around, flashed it. Like, I don't know if you've ever flashed a police police badge and your hand shake like a fucking leaf <laughs> dick but, hard though oh, yeah. Yeah. rock hard dick yeah. shaky like, hand my hands just shake like oh, i've got some questions <laughs> very nerve-wracking experience breaking the law like that oh shit yeah but um That's intense yeah so I, I since then i haven't really liked the police <laughs> yeah hey that's fair yeah but whatever. So um, your mom's making police records. Mom's doing that. Dad's doing that. And so because they were, and then both of them kind of worked on, an, like, they worked a lot of, like, uh, long hours. My dad would do graveyard shifts, and my mom would work. She did that. And sometimes she'd do, like, a second job, or she was on the school board, too, for a little bit. So my grandma, who we call Mom Mom, because she's my mom's mom. She, mm-hmm. My mom was her nickname. <laughs> uh, she raised us from when I was, like, I can't remember. She just always had lived with us. Okay. And kind of like was the mother figure in our household, like raised you us. Got cousins or anything? Or was she... C- yeah, cousins, but not. Like, was mom not an close. only child? or No, she has a sister, but she lives in Calgary. So the okay. cousins in Calgary very much were like, oh, she's our grandma. And it would like, when they would see her every like year or yeah, whatever, yeah, it'd be yeah. like a special little grandma time. But for us, she was much more of a, a mother because you're not getting spoiled by grandma every day if she's making sure you're going to school yeah, and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, wearing yeah, your yeah, toque yeah, yeah, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's a weird uh, double-edged sword for a grandma to walk because you're, uh, I don't know, you want to be the cool, like, hey, I've spoiled nah, the kids. No, like, but she was, like, wartime. So she wasn't, like, she was born in, like, she went to nursing school in the 30s. She she saw some shit. My, my grandma's lived through the recession, and she, it still shows. She's turning 90 this year. Yeah. And, like, she, uh, she'll separate plies of a paper towel. 
Oh, like, oh, for sure. Like, the whole washing out fucking Ziploc bags to reuse them again and every container uh, you can reuse. I remember going to Grandma's house. She had the she, she had this farmhouse and she had a clothesline and there used to be, like, just Ziploc bags lined up on the clothesline. <laughs> Dry that, out. And it's the food, too. Like, we grew up with, like, meatloaf, liver and onions, oh, like, yeah. boiled Brussels sprouts, like, real wartime shit. My grandma used to awful. make uh, her milk. She would cut her milk half Regular milk, half half powdered milk, just to uh, we used to have powdered milk when I was younger because we were so we were really poor growing up, mm-hmm. and uh, and we did not have a lot of money, so we powdered milk was yeah what we'd have. Like so you we, were really poor and you didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So when uh, we would go out to like restaurants and stuff, and you'd see those little like creams that they put in like bowls. Yeah. I was so gross as a kid that I would like pop those and just like shoot them like little shooters <laughs> uh, at the table because I'd be like, oh god, that's so thick and. Good. I went to a restaurant the other day, and their bowl of the creamers was sitting on the windowsill in the sun. I was just like, oh, "What could go wrong?" Yeah, <laughs> sneaky you D's, dare by yourself. The way. Oh yeah, that I, makes uh, sense. Well, I never. Uh, I'm not a coffee guy, so I have no. Use you don't drink drinks. coffee? No, I drink water and beer. That's Fair. pretty much it. So water is my favorite every, drink. I, I will every, say. Every now and again, I'll break down and have a soda. I can't go to a movie without drinking a pop. Oh yeah. I bro- I- I brought water to a movie one time. I'm like, this sucks. It ruined the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like a bottle of water for a movie, but I will drink like a, a Diet Coke or a ginger ale if I'm hungover. But other than that, I don't like pop, really. Mm. I like, I remember I used to drink fountain pop when I was hungover. Fountain Coke? Yeah. Fa- like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. McDonald's yeah. fountain Coke? They got fucking crack in there. And chocolate sure. milk. When I'm hungover, I have like a series of drinks. I would like to wake up, drink water, some chocolate milk, some apple juice, and then it finished off with Diet Coke. Because the Diet Coke is like, um, it's like Drano. It's just like the whole way down. Um, so not a lot of money. Was there, uh, was there religion in the family? I always like to ask. No, we tried coming from. No, we attempted going to church. My dad never went cause he worked graveyard. So he's like, no, nah, fuck that. But he was like b- raised Catholic, went to school with, uh, he's from Newfoundland, one of nine mm-hmm. raised Catholic, like went to school with nuns, all that stuff. Oh, um, yeah, like legit Catholic. Um, and we tried to go to like a United church a little bit. And then I think my mom was just like, fuck this. I want my weekends. Like I want to sleep in. And I, the only thing I remember about church is getting in trouble constantly in the Sunday school for just be every answer is like, I don't know Jesus. Like what? <laughs> and then just fighting every Sunday about like what to wear, but it was very short lived. Like, yeah. I don't even think we lasted six months of Sundays. That's good. Eh? I, uh, mine, I had a mixed sort of bag of. We'd go to church and we wouldn't go to church, but it was yeah. way more not going to church. Yeah. And I think uh, I think my dad only goes once a year on Christmas. My dad's one of seven kids. Yeah. Um, Where's he from? Uh, Niagara Lake. Okay. Uh, Irish, Irish Catholic family. Yeah. And so grandma's like really into the religion. And I think he just goes on Christmas and yeah. goes with the whole family. Go to but, mass. and Yeah, but I went a couple of years ago. It was my last time I went. And it was the first time I'd gone to church sober in a long time. Because <laughs> uh, it's Christmas. <laughs> God bless us. And then I remember they were just like, I don't know if you've ever sat through a Catholic mass before. Oh, it's, sure it's have. Insane. Yeah. And they were like just doing, I believe in Jesus Christ. And it was Christmas, so the place was wall-to-wall people. Oh, so it yeah. was just this monotone, like chanting yeah and i looked at my dad with this like terrified look on my face and he's like you okay i'm like i'm never fucking coming back here again yeah. he's like okay <laughs> yeah i'm not a fan of the organized religion i can no. get behind judaism because that's kind of cool um i like a lot of uh, convert 
Uh, no, I wouldn't convert. Though. Alex will welcome you to the tribe, right, Alex? Uh, that's my power of being a Jew is I can just <laughs> nominate any Jew I want. <laughs> yes. You don't have to go and like get rejected by the rabbi three times and no. like go to school. I and... don't believe in those rabbis, so. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Okay, perfect. He's got this and the Illuminati. Jews have that, too. Do you know that? Well, Jews run everything. I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that they have the Illuminati. <laughs> Illuminati is Beyonce, so yes, I will join. Okay. That is great. No, I went to like a Passover dinner ever since, because Vancouver has not a lot of diversity to it. Mm-hmm. And coming to Toronto has been really great because the sort of diversity of my friendship groups have has really expanded. And so being able to go to like Seder dinners and being able to learn about Hanukkah and things that you like see on TV, but you don't really know. It's or, just like, all food. It's, it's all, food. all food. We just like to yeah. eat. That's why we're fun. I know. And learning about like sitting Shiva, which is a very sad time because it's totally. someone's past, but you just, you sit there, you don't groom yourself, you cover all the mirrors and other people bring you food for a week. That sounds pretty fucking great. Really? The spread's always good when yeah. someone like, dies. That's don't groom? Do you have to, do you have to you do you shower? They, do no, like honestly, they, in the highest of highest religion, that's where it comes from. You obviously are going to shower. Yeah. You don't have to look your best because it's not about you. It's more but about it's... lowering yourself so yes. everybody, the person that you're remembering is above everybody else. Yeah. Maybe I thought maybe they, you didn't shower and that was the whole circumcision idea. You can sit Shiva for a week and you won't uh, get some cheese in there, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, fuck. That's where the potato goes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm cut. Potatoes love cheese. Mmm. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that warranted that. Cheesy I just potatoes, started thinking about pierogies. <laughs> um, well, what about uh, school then? You a good student? No. no? I Well, I, I think I grew up thinking I was really stupid. Because I just don't think school was like my thing. I was never like a bad student, mm-hmm. but I was never a great student. And then in high school, I have a lot of very, very smart friends. Uh, and some of them who are... Like, brilliant, 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 like, I've skipped grades and yada, yada. And I just, like, felt always sort of like it wasn't just sort of fitting me, the cr- more creative stuff I would be into. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I yeah, I, w- I just wasn't very good at it. And so when I graduated high school, I was kind of like, oh, fuck, what do, what do I want to do now? And then ultimately took a lot of years at a few different colleges and never graduated <laughs> with anything <laughs> except for fucking debt. Well, that's, that's all you need to be a comic debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just misery and self-hatred and debt. Did you play Perfect. sports growing up? Did you do any, what were yeah. the activities of a young, young girl in Vancouver? Yeah. Uh, I, so lots of music. So mm-hmm. I grew up, like I learned like the guitar, piano, you still play? Like, uh, piano, I can play a little bit. Bring it over um, to my place. I get some keys. You can. Uh... I'm not very. I would need to like kind of re, but I could play it and I can still read Actually, music. Uh, Alex's uh, lobby. He's got a. You got a piano down there, eh? I think the only song I can like remember is like Titanic's "My Heart Will Go On." I would love to hear. That. <laughs> Do you mind if I sing? <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be amazing. With Jeff lying across the top. Yeah, of the piano. yeah. Um, and then like the high school band stuff, like clarinet, um, saxophone, that kind of stuff played those and yeah, pretty, pretty sexy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, played volleyball, basketball. I was in the paper, my grade eight basketball team. We were undefeated for an entire season. And in the final game, I scored like 26 points. My, uh, not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. I never had organized basketball in my town. All we had was, a we'd uh, have a school basketball team. Yeah. Um, and we were, there was one Catholic elementary school in Nagon Lake, and then, um, we would always go play intramural, 
uh, one-day tournaments against uh, the Catholic schools in St. Catharines. Oh, okay. Um, so we'd like we'd have a basketball team. We'd practice like twice, and then we'd go play the tournament. I and that was it. Then <laughs> basketball was over. And I tried out for every – there was like a new sport every like two months, and you like – like, that was just how it went. You get a day off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I can go play hand European handball. I was the <laughs> champ, man. Like day off, I'm in. But, no, yeah, we didn't. Ours was like legit. Like yeah. it was pretty basketball, volleyball, and then rugby in like grade eleven. Vo- and volleyball, 12. real league. I used to play pickup volleyball. My mom, uh, her and her friends used to rent the gym in our neighborhood. Oh, that's on cool. Friday nights, and I remember I was really good at volleyball, so I'd want to go play with these guys. And yeah beat these old pricks yeah in vancouver there's lots of beach volleyball too so uh, i have like did that before i moved we were in like a league out there and stuff yeah, nothing yeah. crazy like a beer like a beer league kind of thing do you like the vancouver life no that's why i moved here yeah. <laughs> vancouver's just not it, it's a great city it's a beautiful city i understand why people love it if you love like skiing and hiking and outdoors and kayaking and all that bullshit it's great, mm-hmm. and that, but that's just not me. That's just not the scene that I want. My problem, I had, I spent uh, like a week, week and a half in Vancouver or something yeah. like that, um, and uh, I just, I'd sleep in every day, and then I'd get <laughs> up, and like everything's pretty much done in Vancouver, yeah. and then like as soon as the sun went down, everyone just fucked off, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like this is my time when the sun's down. This is same with I me. Yeah, and I'm it, such a night owl. I, yeah, I, did, I didn't find it to be a good. Uh, good nightlife city no and it has Hard a reputation of being after 10 o'clock yeah yeah anything that's not like just fast food if mm-hmm. you want like yeah it, it closes down pretty early and and they say like you should always find a city that kind of represents who you are and what you love right and that mm-hmm. to me is just toronto like if i'm living in canada it's toronto it's a great city here man yeah i uh, i'm very happy here yeah i love it what part of the city you live in i dropped you off a queen and spadina the other day is so it, that was me staying with my friend okay um just because i are you uh, just floating around right now i'm floating around ah. yeah so i was just at a hotel with my brother staying with my friend now at my sister's place while she's on her honeymoon but I've lived in the East End, like over like Greenwood, Danforth area, mm-hmm. um, and a little bit around there. And then I'm also most recently spent the last few years in the Annex. Okay, so like, I like the Annex. Yeah, pretty did, well right at Spadina and Bloor. I did uh, Pape and Danforth for a bit. Yeah. And then I did five years at Broadview Danforth. Yeah, I lo- like I love the East End. Yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed it, man. I found it like, I found it to be like a neighborhood, you know? Yeah. And you could say hi to people and yeah, people weren't weird. There's nobody... Just yelling random shit in the streets. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. There probably is, but yeah. Every now and again. But, but it's like, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. What do we... they say? Like, if there's no one around you doing it, it's probably you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Usually is me. That's fine. <laughs> I, have you ever yelled in the street or in the park? I've never done that. When I'm wasted, When I see people never... do it, I'm like, that'd be a nice release to just yell about some gibberish. Just get it off your chest. Well, that's what I'm waiting till I'm older for. Like, I will really am excited to be like a really senile older person. <laughs> Just go go to town on people. All right, I like it. <laughs> um, were you popular with the boys as a young girl? No, I was very awkward up until I was probably 20. I don't think I knew what to do around boys or men and i was too like uncomfortable and i didn't have enough confidence so i would just so no high school sweethearts no no none of that just a lot of angry masturbating <laughs> <laughs> and then and then eventually when i was in my 20s i was like oh okay i get it nice and nice. then and now we we've heard the act all right <laughs> line up the big black man 
my uh that's my, actually why i had to leave vancouver there's yeah, only no like black six, <laughs> six black guys there and i yeah. fucked them all like you gotta get you just gotta you know find something you like in the asians <laughs> a lot of Asians. I, my last there. boyfriend was chinese actually yeah nice yeah. nice yeah uh my uh my wife's a big fan of uh big black men and uh i can't i, I can't be that <laughs> <laughs> has she dated like is that who she's dated before you not just uh not like exclusively she's been all over yeah. the map she's never like really... i'm all over the map too yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, she gets, uh, she gets, um, really flustered when Patrick Hay comes around. I'll tell you I, that. Oh, that, oh, <laughs> do you have an extra you, towel? You, you Cause just talking about him, I put him on, I'm, I'm doing a show. I have a show coming up and I put him on the list and someone saw my lineup and they're like, did you just put comics you want to fuck on the <laughs> yeah, list? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, I mean, I did <laughs> not do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. And his modeling shots are on his Facebook, his old modeling shots. Oh yeah. I've seen those, oh. man. He hasn't aged. No, no, he, no, no. He's uh, he's amazing. He's, he's a, a specimen. He's Eighty-seven years old right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love whatever. I, I find Patrick is uh, Patrick's very like uh, Doctor Hibbert from The Simpsons. Like every time they do a flashback, Doctor Hibbert's got <laughs> that hairdo age, yeah. for that time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When you go back through Patrick's pictures, he's like got flat tops. <laughs> yeah, got yeah, 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 yeah. You're so right. Yeah, that is so true. true. It's great, man. I, I love, love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patrick Hayes, the Doctor Hibbert. <laughs> um i always introduce him i, I go, when i whenever i have him on a show or i'm hosting a show i go guys your next comic i love uh when my wife gets to see this guy because it means we're having sex tonight <laughs> put your hands together for patrick a. <laughs> yeah he's uh and he's great like he's just so lovable on stage but anyway enough about patrick a. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's other black guys we can go <laughs> yeah. arthur simeon love that guy. i love that guy too yeah, yeah, yeah. so great. does my wife <laughs> It's all right. That's all right. One day I'll be big and black enough for. I have faith. <laughs> There's enough tanner out there for you. Just fall asleep in the uh, tanning bed. Remember that uh, Seinfeld? Yeah. When he was dating the black girl and he fell asleep in the tanning bed. Oh, oh he God. fell asleep upstairs. No, he fell asleep in the tanning uh, bed because he wanted to. He wanted to. He he didn't want to look too pale when he was going to see her or something. And then uh, he fell asleep and he showed up and he was just like. Dark. <laughs> Not when he cooked himself on the no, roof. No, I know what you're talking no, about. The no, one yeah. where like Crane that was the hot butter, tub one. Butter yeah. on they're himself. Throwing, yeah, they're throwing hot them. tub in the or butter in the hot tub. They have two like sun tanning bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're both so different. Yeah. I actually just saw a thing comparing because Seinfeld and like Larry David, my favorite. Like mm-hmm. I love Larry David. He's amazing. And Seinfeld has it's classic, right? And it holds up. I think still. Yep. Millennials aren't liking it. They're uh, they're just rediscovering it or now discovering it for the first time. And, and they're not liking it. I call- think it holds up better than Friends. Yeah, yeah. But they're calling it like racist and shit, which. I don't think it was racist. I think it was Not them trying worse. to push the envelope at the time and like yeah. trying to navigate new territory. Yeah. And um, I don't think they crossed too many lines, though. I don't know. But just not a lot of diversity. And then no. every yeah. time there was like a character that was not white, they were kind of played up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like right. the uh, the uh, the native girl or the restaurant, the Chinese yeah. restaurant when he, owner. When when the, 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 the star, you cigar can't star give Indian? something and then give it back. <laughs> yeah. and she's like, what am I, Jerry? <laughs> The cigar right. store Indian, when yeah, Kramer yeah. comes by in the cab, he's like, "Jerry, look what I got!" I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's very funny. Um, I mean, yeah, but I saw this thing recently where it was comparing all the Seinfeld bits, and then Friends basically repackages the exact same premises for all their shows. And I was like, what? "Friends can fuck off." It's crazy. Like even the pirate shirt, they 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 copied everything. It's crazy. Really, I'd like yeah. to see this. 
You know, I, I think I watched Friends like in and out when it was on. I think because it was I watched it, when it went into syndication. Remember syndication? Yeah. When they'd throw things on you at every channel at a different time of the day. Yeah. Um, you, you, I'd watch a lot then, but I don't know. I I never cared. It was Thursday night at whatever fucking time. Yeah. I, I mean, I was a watcher. I don't. I, yeah, maybe I was like a regular watcher of it, but it does not hold up. I think no Friends shame. is like. Ugh. It doesn't hold up. You're right. No. Mm-hmm. But it was good. For holds time. up, baby. Yeah, Seinfeld definitely holds up. That was a big part of my... Uh, someone asked me, like, what were my, like, comedic influences as a kid? And I was like, honestly, it was, like, just TV. It was, like, TV, sitcom, Saturday Night Live, that kind of stuff. I didn't really know, like, comics. Like, I knew TVs and yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. I, uh, I wonder what's going to happen when these millennials find out. Married with children. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna try oh. to reboot it. They've been trying. They always try to reboot that. They're stuff. trying to reboot because oh, Murphy Brown is coming back. Or right. is? Yeah, they, oh, were, they were. They were gonna. They were gonna reboot uh, Married to Children, and it was gonna be Bud with the. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. no Bud, can... Bud needs it. He this is is Bud this what is it. seriously happening? Like That's there are so many fucking creative people. Can they not put something new and the problem is on the air? Everything new, nobody gives a fuck about. That's the problem. They like because there's just too much garbage. People want to watch what they know and that's like why like even movies everything's comic book everything's fucking star wars it's like yeah reboots and it's just everyone's like nobody wants to learn anything new and see anything new they just yeah. want to like experience that old shitty feeling they had when they were a kid or whatever yeah, it's nostalgia but, but maybe it's because it's there's too much new coming at us every day all day that's true that you need just to be like okay i need like a moment of familiarity mm, and wow. like something that i no, rather than all this like bullshit flying at my face that's new every two minutes. Like new that's updates for your it. phone, new mm-hmm. social media. Like so you just need to just like relax into something that's comfortable to just give your brain a rest. Are you uh are you big on social media? Yeah, I'm yeah. a social media whore. I I'm trying to like back away from it. Um it's a cliche with comics like we gotta do it because we're a comic. Like I get it. I use it for promotion, but yeah. like mostly like I don't really give a fuck about it anymore. I've I've really stepped back from like looking at it and like reading people's shit, but I don't know. We we got a lot of day to fill. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Hence, hence the day job as well, and I try to fill it with other stuff. Even right now, I'm not working as I'm getting ready to go and move, but I, I also build websites on the side and help people out with like logos and stuff like that. I don't so fuck around, do you? I don't fuck around. So now I'm like just decided that I'm just gonna book my days with like building websites or. Um, just sort of revamping websites for different comics and stuff like that uh, until I go. So I don't have as much of that. But yeah, I use it for promotional things. Like I want followers. I want people to follow me for shows. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I have no desire to be like Insta famous or like an Instagram comedian or YouTube comedian. I want to be like a real comedian. I still have no idea how to build an online following. I've never tried. I don't, it just like, takes a lot of work and a lot of time. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the patience for that. I, yeah. I don't fucking care. I don't want to spend my entire day looking into my fucking camera to make Instagram stories all day. You know, no. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking care. I got shit to do. No, mine is usually like I post pictures of me at, on like on stage at a show. Um, maybe if I think of something funny, I'll post it or just like photos. It's not anything crazy. I know what it is. It's not my fucking diary. I'm not posting personal mm-hmm. shit there. Like I think a lot of people mistake that, Facebook or Instagram or whatever is their diary and that everyone wants to hear what they have to say, but no yeah. one does. And it's it, just gone too much. I think it was, uh, Alison Dora, Alison Dora, we ran into a couple weeks ago. We were talking about something about 
Oh, I was telling uh, Kira, I was like, you should follow Allison's dog. Thing's awesome. And uh, but Allison said something like a line of she uh, she refuses to post anything sincere on social media, and I was like that makes sense. Like I don't want to put my real self on social media. I'll like, post something sincere, but they're usually self-serving. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like more like I'll be like, oh, it's the three-year anniversary of me doing stand-up, and then I'll maybe do something sincere that's true. But it's really to promote that I've been doing it this long, and here's a list of my accomplishments. People follow me and yeah, come yeah. see what I do. Like it's not, but I don't, like, know. I don't know. I uh, my my wife is a, a good sport, and um, she doesn't get the best treatment on social media from me because I don't want to. <sighs> no, I, I'm not. I don't need to put our mushy shit up there and be like, yeah. This like sometimes I'll post a picture of us. Hey, this is us. But it's I'll even throw in a fucking snide joke in there just because yeah. like I don't know. That's shouldn't be for us. Or, for, like, shouldn't be for them. That's yeah. us, you know? So Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because she'll be like, why didn't you say something nice? But I'm like, because I don't do that. <laughs> well, and don't they say that, like, I don't know who they are, but I feel like I've heard, like, people who are really outward at expressing, like, oh, I love you, blah, 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 on social media, or actually, it's, like, an overcompensation for what's not happening at home. Mm-hmm. So, if that's how you are, then all the better for it, because I've been in a relationship where we have been all lovey-dovey on social media. Learn that lesson. Yeah. But I was also younger, but uh, it was it was totally overcompensating for like what wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I get good for you. Make fun of her. Don't tell her I said that. No, she uh, <laughs> she gets that uh, that's everything's a joke. She's not like yeah. She she doesn't think anything I put up there. She's not gonna take it to heart. Yeah, exactly. So it's just us fucking around. Cause why yeah. not? Life's too short to fucking. Whatever. Yeah, and people I who take talk it, about it. No, people who take it too seriously or create drama or all of that shit. It's just like, and especially lately, I am exhausted. Oh yeah, man, like, like exhausted. And I don't know. There's people use their following for, as like for bad things. Yeah, and I don't like that to either. Rile people up. And, yeah, yeah, like fuck, man. Just I don't know. Why can't we all just be a normal? civilized group of people comedians are fucking insane it's insane i was telling a friend of mine the other day about some drama that's been happening in the comedy community and after not even explaining all the stuff i was like here's just a few examples of some shit that has gone on (laughs) and she's like i honestly these people need to get control of their lives and i can't hear you talk about this anymore it's giving me anxiety i don't want to hear this anymore this is so insane that you even associate with this which is honestly and this sucks because it is one of the reasons that i've sort of of kept myself at a bit of a distance from a lot of other comics. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this or you've ever like noticed this about, I'm just more of like a, I show up, I do my thing, I do my show, I leave. I'm not one to like stick around and like get wasted or like party and stuff like that. Like I'm fortunate enough to have a bunch of friends and not that I wouldn't want to be friends with comics, but I just like see all these things mm-hmm. that build and happen from it. And also I don't want to get drunk and accidentally fuck a comic. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, Patrick, Hey, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, you want to though. You want to. <laughs> but yeah. So I'm just like, it's kind of made me avoid those situations because I'm just, I want to treat this professionally and I want to do this professionally. So I want to treat it like you're my colleagues and I don't want to have that gray zone of like, would you go get fucked up and call your office workers out on Facebook being yeah, like this it's, trash it's bitch blah like, blah blah I wonder blah. like if like uh 
like the stock market guys have a Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> just shit talking yeah. each other. Like, it's just a, it's a weird, weird thing we're in. Yeah. Um, what's your, uh, you got people in uh, the UK when you go there? Yeah, I have a few people. Not a ton, but I See, have a couple when, friends. That's when you make the switch. Your, your circles just become comics. I know. This is, I know what's going to happen is because... Mm-hmm. I was fortunate to be here for a couple of years before I started comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the second day I was here, someone was like, "Hey, do you want to join our softball team? Join the softball team." And basically, that whole group is that's my core group of yeah. friends here. Um, but I know that's going to happen in the UK because that's what'll happen. And I mean, it'll just be uh, an exercise, and we'll see. And but I also think, I don't know. I feel, I'm, I feel bad because like when I when I was like when I decided I'm gonna try this and fucking pursue it yeah like i just lost touch with so fucking many people yeah um and it was just because like i don't know it's different paths you know like yeah for sure i was 31 years old and all my friends are getting married and starting families and i'm like no i'm gonna spend my nights in bars and shit and fucking and i don't know you just kind of like you go different ways but the weird thing about it is you hardly even realize this day and age that you have gone separate ways because everyone's on social media and like, like I haven't seen, uh, this couple I hooked up in high school or I hooked them up in college. They would just like post a thing about like, uh, a picture I took of them 15 years ago. I was like, Hey, it's been wow. 15 years. Yeah. And I haven't seen them in like three years, but yeah. it's like, I see them all the fucking time because of shit like Facebook. And you don't realize that you're falling out of touch with people until it's too late. And you've already fallen out of touch, you know? Yeah. It's something I work really hard on to maintain my friendships. I have a, friends who live, like, in Dubai or just around Canada, New York, you know, Australia, whatever. And I actually will put uh, calendar reminders, like, in my phone to, like, give them a call. Yeah. Or send them a note or whatever just to make sure we keep in touch. Because it is really easy to think, like, you are up to date and you're seeing all this stuff. But a lot of my friends who actually live in other parts of the world, they aren't big on social media. Mm-hmm. And cause I also feel like I was the generation that it's like Facebook was popular, but when it came out, it wasn't like an automatic, you do it. Cause we weren't that yeah. young. It was more of like, what is this thing? Like, is this even going to pick up? Like, it, you know, should I get off I was very MSN mes- messenger Ooh. and like friendster or should I switch? Like whatever. I right? was thinking about signing into MSN messenger just to see <laughs> if I have any friends online. Or your old dad. <laughs> <laughs> your like, old status what are you doing here <laughs> that would be amazing or icq Uh-oh. so good i never um, i never yeah. built an icq family i i remember i remember when i broke over a hundred people on msn i was like fuck yeah fuck yeah man. and you give all the well we would do all the passive aggressive like messages or like or like music quotes like listening to live because i'm so deep or some shit yeah, yeah i, I remember for like there was a time me and my roommate, we, he would just be in his room and I'd be in my room, just MSNing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, where are yeah. you going? Want to meet in the kitchen? <laughs> my friend and I used to fax each other when, <laughs> when my dad got like laid off or something and they closed this mill that he worked at. So he went in and we went there. I remember going there like one Saturday and we stole a bunch of office supplies. Like, not little, like we stole a refrigerator, like a desk. Like we were stealing legitimate things. We had all these like office notepad memos of like so and so called for you please return the call 
and those stuck around forever at our house. Like, what are we doing with them, right? And, like, ledger books and all this weird shit. But we got a fax machine out of it. And then my friend got a fax machine. So we thought it was so funny to start drawing a photo. Then I'd fax to her. Then she'd draw a little bit more. She'd fax it back to me. That's hilarious. But then it would fuck up the phone line because it'd be on it the whole time. And they'd be like, get the fuck off the fax machine. Oh, I, I fucking hated that noise. You pick up the phone. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too good. Yeah. Um, where the hell were we? We were talking about social media. Let's get back to, uh, you say you went to a bunch of colleges. Went to a bunch of colleges. So what's the, let's, let's hit the list here. Studied what? some art history, some criminology. Um, thought I was maybe thinking about law for like a real hot second. Art history, I liked, but, like, it was also, make, it would make me fall asleep sometimes. Um, a little bit of philosophy, like, just a real mishmash of stuff. Thought I was, like, really deep with the philosophy for a bit, and I was, like, overthinking everything, and no. Nice. No. You know, liked men with scarves back then and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and why didn't you finish anything? Just lost interest? I Yeah, I just honestly feel like... Back then, I was one of the people that should have just not gone straight into college. Like, I should have taken some time, just sorted out my my shit. And now I think I could probably go back. But then I just, like, wasn't... I don't know if I wasn't mature enough. I just didn't have that, like, appetite for learning. Whereas now, like, I really like learning stuff or, like, t- building websites for people. Like, I just taught myself how to do that yeah. because it's, like, very interesting. Or maybe I was one of the kids that probably could have learned better from being in more of, like, an art school or one that was more, like, maybe I could have been, like, a coder or something like that, you mm-hmm. know? Like, that just applies your brain in a little bit of a different way. So, once you, like, uh, how many... Did- different schools did you try <laughs> i think i went to like three or four colleges three colleges yeah okay fuck and what's uh what's mom and dad saying each time you uh you, you i think i'm over? just they're just sort of like like even recently when i decided i was moving to london and i told them and i was talking to my brother about it and he's sort of like the authoritarian of the family i'm just like well like you know kind of like what what are they saying and they're just like, you know, I don't know. We fucking know you're a gypsy. So, like, whatever, <laughs> right? Like, so I think they just kind of expect that I'm, like, never kind of settled. I lived at my last place for three years. And that was the longest I've ever lived anywhere since leaving home. Okay. When I was, like, 20 or whatever. So. Just been on the go. I feel like I'm just, like, a bit of a gypsy. Yeah. So once you are uh, you finally drop out for the last time, yeah. where do you where do you land with a job? Is this how you get into the art dealing? Or? No, no, not even. Uh, I started working for 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Okay. <laughs> um, I know. I know. I was working. Big I, company. They're, like, they're, they're national, I guess, eh? Cause they're, they're, interna- they're in Australia, too. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, I worked with, like, their franchisees. Um, I did, like, commercial sales and stuff for them. So I would work with the sales team. But it was, I don't know what it's run like now, but it was run like a fucking frat house back then. And that was A-OK for <laughs> a horny 23-year-old girl. <laughs> K-Trev K- was just telling me that his old apartment, he just ended up calling a got junk guy yeah and they just cleared out all his shit that's and what he, i did on the and he was one. just throwing everything out yeah the guy the guy goes to him he goes he goes i was confused you're just throwing all this stuff out he goes then i recognize you now it all makes sense <laughs> 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 it's like got some got some new stuff at the new place <laughs> yeah that, well oh, god i was trying to like get rid of stuff donate it sell it whatever as i'm leaving and just because i have everything now put in like four suitcases essentially to take over there and packing your whole life into four suitcases is fairly hard. Right. How did, like, was that hard to get down to? I actually love it. It's not yeah. the first time I've sort of purged and done that. Uh, I've and always I, tried to purge, but I could uh, never go that low. Like, there's just, like, 
It's growing. So I, and I had all these cards from like ex-boyfriends being like, you're the love of my life. And I was like, trash. <laughs> I actually, my first thought was like, I should take a photo of this and post it on social media and tag their girlfriend in it. <laughs> like, you're the only one I want to be with forever. And I'm like, this would be great. Oh, good. But then I just was like, I can't deal with this shit anymore. So I just called a junk removal company. Uh, and I called 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And I, uh, I just like tossed so much stuff because it was just like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm over it. But it feels amazing. You still get a discount or what? Uh, no, fuck no. <laughs> a guy no, I worked for there. I worked for you guys like a decade cheap. ago. <laughs> yeah, and I still left shit in my apartment and my super called me and he's like, So um this is like a lot of stuff. I'm like, look, I did the best I could. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, it's on you now. Yeah, it's all for you. It's a gift. Yeah, exactly. Well, they're stupid here. In Toronto they don't do uh security deposits. Uh, in Vancouver you walk through and you're like, This light switch works, this you know, microwave works, everything. Yeah. Here they don't. They take first and last. So you lie. I'm like that all those holes were there in the wall when I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had this place they took my first and last and it was the first place that ever did this to me. Every year I stayed there for five years. Yeah. Um they would charge me the difference of the rent inquiries. So if my rent went up uh $30 on your last? Yeah, they'd be like you owe us an extra 30 for no, your last month's no, rent. Oh, like, not legal. Really? Yeah, and no. I fucking paid it every time. <laughs> no, I don't think that's legal. Really? I used to fucking when I cuz it was a building and I would drop off a check and yeah. I would sometimes wait till like they put the note on my door just a friendly reminder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like other times I would for, I would forget to sign it like George Costanza yeah, and like yeah. it would come back on the 15th and I'm like, "Oh, sorry about that." <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, I played the uh, the runaround game with my landlords a lot. No, back I think in the that's day. bullshit. But now I'm now I'm flush. I'm doing just fine. Yeah, well, I, especially <laughs> for me, I had no. I had my place broken into in November. I had oh, a bunch shit. of shit stolen. They like broke my window, and I told my landlord, and they were like, "Okay, and <laughs> I'm like, and do you want to maybe fucking, fucking come fix the window?" <laughs> so they didn't for an entire summer. My window didn't work, so I couldn't have it open because like the screen wasn't yeah. put in right again. So I just got like, fu- so I'm like, fuck you. No way. Were you living alone? Yeah, living alone. You ever do studio. like a lot of roommates or? I've always had roommates until I was here or like boyfriend or whatever until I was there and living alone. And it's, it's nice. the eh? fucking best. Nice. Oh my God. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even, I'm going to have to in London live with people because it's so fucking expensive. Yeah, but yeah. do you got something lined up then I take it? I have something for the first two months. Okay. So right in central London, have a place lined up. Great deal through my new bosses. It's one of their friends that's moving to Bali for two months just to do some work. Okay. And uh, so I'm living in his place and his like awesome apartment and it'll give me time to like, Suss out where I want to live. So you and got a cat or anything you got to feed? Fuck no. No. Are you no, an no. animal person? I am. You're I s- love animals. You're but saying your, sta- your sister's got four cats for your house? Four sitting? cats. Ugh. Yeah. The floor is just sand. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I, I love animals. Like, I love dogs, love cats, but n- not taking care of a living thing mm-hmm. is what's best for me. Yeah, yeah. No plants, no nothing. No, right? no plants. Like, I had a cactus, killed it. How do you better, kill a fucking cactus? You overwater it because I try. I'm away. I'm. This is this is what I would do to a baby. I abandon it for weeks on end, and then I come and try to overlove it, <laughs> and then it just was like, I'm gonna kill myself. Oh, too funny. So how do you get? Uh, how do you get into the art world? Um, the art your, world. Your one semester of art history came in handy. <laughs> <laughs> no, a friend of mine. She was born into the art, an art family. One of my one of my best friends who I've known since I was eleven. She, her father's a, a well-known art dealer in Canada, has one of the oldest galleries in 
uh, has the oldest gallery east of Toronto or west of Toronto. Her mom is an art historian. It's called the Art Emporium. So specializes in like historical Canadian, like Emily Carr, Group of Seven, like that. We went to an art gallery on Sunday in in, uh, Kleinberg. What's that big gallery out there? Michael something? I don't know. Oh, nice, oh nice the place. McMichael. McMichael, yeah, yeah. yeah. the museum. We, we went on Sunday. That's what we would call a museum, not a gallery. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm not an art snob. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so she was born in that. Um, and so we started just talking about it. And just in the arts, it didn't really make sense to me that there were all these artists that I kept meeting in Vancouver who were desperate to, like, comics, right? Desperate for cash mm-hmm. and would would sell their art for whatever just to know it's in someone's house rather than sitting on mm-hmm. their floor and, like, would just want to be in collections. And they're sitting there kind of with their hands out going, like, how do we do this? And they're, they have that artistic brain so they don't know how to get it they out there. They don't know there. the business end. And then there's these you know, patrons are people like my brother who is at a stage in his life where he has the disposable income. He's bought a place. Maybe he wants art for his walls, but he's like the idea of going into a gallery and spending like $50,000 on something like I could never do that. But there's this big overlap where people don't understand. You can buy very affordable, original art. You can support the arts. Mm -hmm. These guys can give you great pieces. There's tons to choose from. And because of that, we just couldn't see that. So we built this, website that would blog about it we'd go to events we'd try to like break it down so this is your thing yeah yeah yeah. we who, created this website called we? the art market my friend who was born into okay, the arts okay. and me so she kind of taught me she introduced me and then we started just going to gallery openings like museums we'd meet people meet artists we'd do studio tours we started writing about it and it was all based on the whole premise of like it's not that scary, like really broken down. It's just pretty pictures on a wall. Like really, really, no one's saving lives here yeah. kind of a thing. And But how cutthroat was their Facebook group? <laughs> <laughs> not. Uh, no, they're much more supportive of each other. Although there is still that same sort of, you know, jealousy type thing. It's very similar. Like if you're in a gallery in one city, you cannot be in another gallery in that same city. So not unlike the club system, uh, galleries take 50% cut from artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're making a healthy profit on the artist, but they have to in order to to sell it and do that. And then in doing that, I sort of got my name out there, uh, started working for my friend's father who owned this gallery. He started teaching me a lot. And then I just became seen in a lot of things. And then when I moved to Toronto, I said uh, to these guys who have... Uh, the Mayberry family, who have an awesome gallery in Winnipeg. They have one on Salt Spring Island. They have the Mayberry Gallery, both in Winnipeg and in Toronto, across from the AGO and Consigner Auction House. I said, I'm moving to the city. I want to come work for you guys. And I had already known them. And so I just, as soon as I got here, I started working for them, basically. All right. I'm going to name drop my one artist friend I know. Yeah. Jeff Blackburn, you know him? Yeah, yeah, he's a street artist, right? Yeah, or he's yeah, like yeah. a yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. He's Meg McGuire's husband. Yes, yeah, yes, he's yeah. awesome. Well, Meg from Second City. Yeah, That's exactly. How, well, it all comes together. It does right? all come together. He's Je- awesome. Yeah, he did our uh, wedding invite for us. I'll oh, show cool. You a picture of it later, it's very pretty. Street art is one hundred percent like my favorite street art, public art, anything that's accessible and for like everyone to enjoy that's mm-hmm. what i love yeah no but kira points out like if we're uh just walking somewhere she'll point out like the electrical box on the street yeah has been painted by blackburn yeah yeah and, like, it's so he, cool he used to get commissioned by the city to do shit like that so he's a he's a very talented man yeah mm-hmm. there's so there's honestly there's so many amazing artists 
And there's a lot of people like him who, to do something really cool, your wedding invitations, people wouldn't even think that you mm-hmm. could ask an artist to do that kind of a thing. Yeah. And that's such a cool way to pay an artist, or if you paid him, I don't know, but like support him. It, it was a gift. Oh, that's so that's there you go. That's very he, nice. He brought it over to, we have it uh, hanging in our house. We have, um, he's got like the original, like a uh, little like black and white sketch he did of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, on the whatever paper he uses. Yeah. It's framed and then it's framed beside like when he colored it in. So we have like side by side. Oh, that's he, very he framed cool. It for us and everything. Yeah. And then we put it up in our house beside another framed picture of his that um, he uh, he gave to Kira for being the MC at his wedding. Oh, so, that's like, so nice. That was the gift. Was like uh, it was a it's a picture of a megaphone. Just her and Jim Kim got one. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so. awesome. Mm-hmm. Original There's, Blackburns, yeah, baby. I love that. And that that is the one thing. It's my art collection is the one thing I'm not bringing that I did not get rid of. Okay. Because I where, love where do you store my that? art. My friend who's a realtor, and she's very big. She's the one who's into art as well and who I did all of this with and would do talks with. And we'd go to, like, festivals and talk with them and stuff like that. Um. She's keeping it all so that when she shows places and stages oh, homes, stages it. Okay, that's she great. uses the art to stage the you homes a nice with. collection or what, eh? I, yeah, I have like a little, I'm like addicted to buying it. And I'm someone who, if I see a piece that I need to have, I can't not own it. Like okay. I... What's the yeah. most expensive you got on the art? Well, all my stuff has been purchased directly through the artist, so it's less than what a gallery would sell it for. Mm-hmm. If the, the piece that's sort of my most expensive piece was sold in the gallery, it would be around like the $4,000 mark. But okay. it was different because I bought it like a few years ago from the artist, and then I actually yeah. brought them the 200 bucks, and then you take all the commission. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> You're like our damn agents at Yuck I'm kidding, Alex. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus there. Alex Ross. Yeah, fuck new, him. Give me all his gigs. New agent of the stars. Yuck Yucks, everybody. <laughs> um, so how do you get into Second City from there then? Uh, so one of the friends from the softball team I talked about, she was the maid of honor at... The, one of the owners of Second City at his wedding. Okay. She's best friends with his wife. All right. And when I started getting into comedy, this job came up. It kind of popped up. I saw that we were connected, and she's like, yeah, you should totally go work there. And yeah, so I went to go work there for the last couple of years, and then, yeah. Nice. And now you're uh, getting the fuck out of Dodge. Now getting the fuck out of Dodge and seeing what, seeing how it works over in the UK and seeing what happens. Speaking of art, I see a tattoo on your arm. You got a lot of tats? I have three tattoos. Three. So I have, uh, here, I have... I, and I feel like you're going to shit talk me so bad for this one. It says breathe yeah, on the yep, inside yep, of my yep, wrist. Yep, yep. <laughs> you're yeah. like, yeah, you're a piece we, of shit. We all make mistakes. I got a real <laughs> shitty tattoo as well. <laughs> What's your shitty tattoo? It's a, a four-leaf clover on the back of my leg. Oh. Is, it's about the size of a toonie. It's very tiny. It <laughs> my sucks. sister has a, a snot neon green four-leaf clover as a tramp stamp. Oh, yeah. When she bends over, that boy gets real big. Oh, yeah. He gets a real real big That's target there. Target <laughs> practice for the mix, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have this one. I got really, really into I still I meditate a lot, and I got really into meditation. Uh, and this is why I got the breathe one. Uh, and then, because I'm like a super crazy, hyper, high energy, crazy person. And mm-hmm. I can be go, 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 go all the time. And... I'm working like I'm working on a website now. I anticipate I'll be up till three o'clock in the morning doing it. I don't need to be, but when you I get want, into yeah, something, yeah, I'm like I go tattoo, man. crazy. When for I it. start to, like Photoshop and stuff, I just like yeah. I, I spend half the time staring at it, then I'm like, okay, let's change this and I yeah. Just, but uh, I'm not. I don't have a good artistic mind, like a good design mind, but I can 
kind of manipulate some stuff together and yeah, yeah yeah i don't know whatever whatever who needs it i'm i'm the best comic in the in this room no 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 i wouldn't even say that i can't even say yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> um well, we gotta uh, we gotta wrap this no. thing up, uh, Baba Jewy. I didn't even talk about time. my prison time yet. Oh uh, yeah, well, tell us about the prison story. <laughs> Get yourself years. in trouble, eh? Get yourself yeah. in trouble. No, I've never even been put in a drunk tank. No, no, drunk tank's fun. Me and my buddy got. How many times have you been in there? Twice, I think. Twice. I should have been if I wasn't. I for sure. There's been multiple times where I should have been put in a drunk tank. I got uh, I got taken away by the cops. Um, they like. I got thrown out of this bar pretty much into their arms, and they, like, kind of... Thrown into their arms. Yeah, they kind of, like, stood me up and, like, were like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, nothing. And then I tried to run. <laughs> and I fucking... I went down Potato real quick. Potato running. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, and then they fucking caught me, and they handcuffed me and everything. Oh, I'm like, shit. are the cuffs necessary? And then they were, like, taking me to jail, and I was so mad. This was, like, like two weeks before my first wedding. Oh um, fuck! And uh, I was uh, getting married to a woman who was trying to be a cop, so she so was, she was pissed. She was very pissed. So we didn't call her. Like, no, no, no. Um, they're like, "You want to call anyone?" I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm cool. And then, uh, and then they, uh, they, so they stick me in this like cell block, and uh, I'm just like, just like in there alone. I'm like, "What yeah. the fuck?" It's all individual cells, and then uh, I can kind of see down the corridor and the. I'm like yelling, like, what the fuck's going on? Let me out of here. <laughs> like, I'm just drunk and stupid. And uh, then. Were the, you a comic at this point? No, I was. Uh, oh, right, because it was after your divorce. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah I, okay. was, uh, I was a 25 year old asshole. Yeah. And then uh, the fucking big gate finally opens. I'm like, oh, they're coming for me. And they come marching in with uh, my best friend at the time, who's a guy in my wedding party and he's got the biggest smile on of his course. face he's cuffed to him like all right now it's a party <laughs> and then they got so sick of us just like just fucking being idiots yeah that they uh they called my buddy's mom oh at four in the morning and like he didn't even live at home like oh, i'm fuck. 25 he's 24 yeah yeah, and yeah. He's like, you called my fucking mom he's like oh, we just want God. you the fuck out of here yeah yeah so yeah his mom had to come pick us up that was a that was a fucking walk of shame to that car. <laughs> yeah. No, the closest thing I have is I was in Mexico with my brother and a friend of mine and my brother littered and a cop was there and it was a total one of those like just totally trying to catch him to make him like pay a fine on the yeah. side of the road. Super tourist. But the cop was dead set against like he handcuffed him, made him sit on the curb. He was like, I don't take bribes. This is not what this is about. He littered. You can't come to our country and just treat it like shit and whatever. And we're hammered. <laughs> We've been on like a booze cruise all day, just like so wasted. <laughs> and we can barely function. And somehow I managed to speak the little Spanish that I know and flirt my way out of oh, it to the point where there was a moment where I was holding the cop's gun and he was showing me how to use it, <laughs> like showing me how to point it and stuff. And we made a date for the next day, even though we were flying out the next afternoon. You so I was tell like, him that? we're going to go on a date. I have his phone number. I still have the little, I have a photo of his oh, like poor Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> I was Carlos. Um, <laughs> And my brother was, like, crying on the side of the road, and I talked him out of getting arrested and, like, going to a Mexican jail. I like how you flirted with him. I thought you were going to use your uh, one semester of law school. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. Um... No, I guess this, this is, is, so this is it. This is it. We gotta we gotta wrap things up. People are getting sick of us right now. This guy that yelled at your name on the subway, he's already done. Oh, he's yeah. at Vic Park by now. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, you're moving uh, in a couple weeks. March um, 5th. When's this come out, Alex? This will be... F- the 25th of February. February 25th. Oh, so then I Is your be... show still going? When's your, your Kate Barron and Friends? Kate Barron and Friends is February 20th, but at well, that time will yep. be the Kitchener-Waterloo Comedy Festival. Oh, the KW Fest. KW Fest will be in that, and the Burlington Festival and the Port Credit one, so it's all around. Can you do me a favor at the KW Fest? Uh, tell Bebsy... To go fuck himself. Sure. Yeah. This hey, ni- Bebsy, nice to meet you. Jeff Paul says go fuck yourself. This fuck- we booked a trip, like had the tickets and everything. Uh, this was Kira's Christmas present. Um, it was me, Bebsy, uh, K- Kira, and his wife. Everything yeah. was booked. And then like a, a couple days later, he's like, oh, guys, I'm actually in the KW Fest that weekend. I'm like, fuck you. Where's the trip to? Barbe- or Bahamas. Oh, shit. So now we gotta, we're going to the Bahamas at the end of March. I'm like, no, it's hard. It's, the weather's turned here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, so. be, still be good. But I will go tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah, please, please do. Yeah. Tell, him, uh, tell him he's never welcome back on the potato files here <laughs> on Never Sleeps Network. Um, so UK coming up. You excited? I'm super pumped. I already have gigs booked. I'm at the Comedy Store on May 2nd over there, so I'm nice. pumped. Yeah. Good, good. Where can, uh, t- tell us where, uh, tell the people where they can find you online. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. Your self-serving Instagram, Instagram posts. Instagram is <laughs> at underscore Kate Barron. There you go. Uh, very obnoxious one. And then Twitter is Kate underscore Barron. Uh, and then I also have a podcast called The Positive Spin. Nice. What's the podcast about? So it's myself and another uh, comedian and Sarah comedy writer, Sarah Starkman. I adore her. She's amazing and she's hilarious. And we find pieces of good news um, that happened. They could have happened last week or, you know, 10 years ago. And we surprise each other with the good news. And then we sort of pick them apart because we're comics and we talk shit about them. And oh, so you take good stuff. things and shit on them. No, man. but it ultimately comes back around. And I even cry on the episode. Um, going back to uh, positive news, I, I, uh, going back to my death thing earlier as well, <laughs> I sent Kira an article uh, last year. It was last winter. This old man went out to shovel his driveway. He was like in his eight, late, late 80s, has a heart attack and dies. His wife goes out there to find him. She freezes to death. And I was like, what a great way to go. <laughs> oh what my god! Amazing way to like, go. What? What's the happiness here? They're, they're, they they didn't have to suffer. They died together. They you were think just freezing to death is a good way to go. Um, I'd take that. I think over... You need your fucking head checked. I'd take that over. It cancer. sounds like anything is a good way to go from you. Freezing to death, you just go to sleep. I know you think that, yeah, but that's it's so not true. <laughs> it's like just not it's how it real cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna waterboard you to death, and we'll see what you think of that. I'm just saying, man. Not a good way to go. There's some <laughs> shitty ways to go, and there's some good ways to go. If it's quick and easy, and I both. just want a gun to the back of the head. I don't want to see it coming, but like quick to the back of the head. All right then. Or you know, old age, <laughs> or living. Old, old age is nah, always I don't like shit myself, man. I want my dignity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cut off. Just, I hope I die before I get old. Alex, open one of these windows. I'm jumping out. <laughs> I'll push you. Don't worry. <laughs> you have to. Look how small that window is. <laughs> get his legs out. That would be like a Winnie the Pooh in the honey tree for sure. <laughs> All right. We got to get going, guys. We are off to. The Underground Comedy Club yeah. for a little dope in my comedy. Do you indulge in the marijuana? Uh, you know what? I don't really. Yeah. Only if I'm like, sometimes I do, but not on the regular. What about drinking? You said you, you got yes. hangovers. So you're yeah. Just, I'm a, just, I'm a not, just not with the comics. Don't want to fuck any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Except Patrick Hay. Definitely want to fuck right. Patrick Hay. <laughs> if I see at the bar, I'm like, oh, Patrick might, must be here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. We, uh, we're heading down to uh, Underground. We're, uh, guys, I'm there every single Wednesday. You know that dope in my comedy. Other than that, man. 
Jeff Paul Comedy on all the socials. This has been the Potato Files. Yeah. On Never Sleeps Network. Did you have fun? Yes, I did. Thank good, you. Good, good, good. That's great. Uh, we fucking loved having you. That was a nice talk. I could have gone for a lot fucking more, but yeah. Old Baba Jewy giving us a high sign here. Gotta gotta <laughs> gotta be on time here. Gotta be on time. All right, guys, come back and uh, listen to us again. And uh, if you're in the UK, go out there and find Kate Barron. She is hilarious. Yay. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.